You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com. And streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Get Out Alive with Bear Grylls After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Get Out Alive with Bear Grylls After Show. That is absolutely correct. It is Get It Alive with Bear Girls After Show here at After Buzz TV. And we have a very interesting song this week. I was about to say that too. Yeah, I'm kind of caught off guard. Anyway, <laughs> Bingus for doing what we're doing, another after show for NBC's Get It Alive with Bear Grills. That's correct. I am your host, Stephen Lemieux, joined here in part with... Hello, I'm James Wallington. So official. <laughs> Hello, I'm Candon Bliss. You can tweet me at Candon Bliss. And we're at James did Wallington. Do, did I do it James enough? And then at James Wallington and Cannon Bliss. And we're going to break right down in this episode. It's gonna. It's actually kind of quick. It was surprising how fast the hour went and nothing really happened. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was a really quick episode. Like they were just, I thought it was going to at least be some, you know, it looked epic, but it was just way too quick. Like nothing really happened. Yeah, I agree. I feel like now that there's less teams, well, there's been less teams every week, but with four teams left, I feel like there's so many fillers that they just kind of compile together to make an episode. <laughs> well, it just seems like at this point there's just random things that just don't really make sense. Yeah. Like okay, so can I just real quick, so there was like a lot of pausing between uh when they were drawing knives. Like at the knife draw, it was like he, his little speech where he said, "All right, four teams." And then it was like dun 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 four, dun. Yeah, then four tasks. <laughs> and then four tasks and then dun dun dun. dun. Like it was like all this epic. I mean, I just that that those 30 seconds, you know, you can show something that's really amazing or something that's really relevant to the competition rather than some epic. They should have changed it. You have to pick up these knives and throw them into that tree exactly. and then you get like Oh, we're going to change things up a bit. You're going to have fun choosing your teams that are going to eventually send you home. Not dreading it. <laughs> I just think they did a really bad job with, comparatively, this episode to other episodes, with how difficult certain things are. Sure. For the food, for the obstacle, for the shelter, and for the fire team, it's just... Maybe not showing how difficult it really was. Well, there's just no creativity. I mean, we're talking food. It's like... Oh, hey, there's a goat there. Have at it. It would have been cool to maybe see them pick it out of some ice block. Like, really have to work for that food. <laughs> Frozen in an ice block. <laughs> I mean, it, it, you, you know, should be on the production out. team next I, year. I, yeah, challenge producer right here. It's just, it's just, it's the same thing every time. I mean, the Spaniard route is one of those things where it's like, oh my God, this is all they get. And then the other times, it's, okay, you're on food team. Hey, go get that uh, animal carcass that's up there. Okay, that's pretty easy. Okay, right. go. I mean, the first episode was actually seemed a little difficult with the deer. They had to go in the water, get the deer out of the water. But even then, that was, okay, this deer's here. Just yeah. get that out of the water. Um, it's just weird how some teams get screwed over with the food because... There's baby ducks that are almost alive. 
Yeah, and... Uh, and then other times it's not a big deal. Like, it's a completely bizarre thing that you would never even imagine would be <laughs> the thing to do. And then other teams are just like, oh, here's goat, like a meat. Yeah, okay, cool, meat. I'm good with meat. Right. <laughs> and then Bear pops up, hey, eat these bugs real quick for no real specified reason, not really... Right, th- they didn't actually say what the purpose... I mean, yes, Bear always brings really weird Dramatic stuff for effect. you to eat, but at least other times he's like, all right, this has you know water and the fish eyeballs to keep you hydrated, or this has protein and maggots or whatever. But this was just like, this is really gross and weird, and it tastes like... A- turd or something like Ryan yeah, said. Ryan said like, it tasted like a turd. Yeah. What, <laughs> so. what didn't make sense to me is when he did it. If yeah. he did it halfway through the journey, okay, yeah, I can understand. Get this extra energy before you get to camp and cook that goat. He did it when they were at camp, though. It was like, let me interrupt you guys since you're already behind. Since mm-hmm. you're, since you're, right now, you could probably just set up the fire and cook the goat. I'm going to just stop you there and you're going to have to eat something really disgusting before you get this goat, which is going to give you more energy than this anyway. So, like, do it do it earlier, yeah. Bear. Like, do it when you did it the other episodes. This it just kind of seemed like, oh, they didn't eat anything gross this episode? Here, uh, 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 bug. <laughs> take, take like six of those. Go. Bring them. Bring them. That was really gross. Yeah. I don't, can't, I don't know if I would have been able to do that. I think I would have been scared of it. I'm surprised nobody got... Bitten. Bit, yeah, I was waiting for it because they emphasized that would have been so more much. dramatic. <laughs> yeah, like they're putting it in, and they put it in wrong, and all of a sudden it clamps under the tongue, and like, it just—I honestly thought Madeline wasn't smart enough to like hold the head right. I'm sorry, I don't mean that to be like disrespectful, but I like she's just so like scatterbrained throughout the series. I didn't think she was going to do it. Period. I thought because by the way she was holding it, I thought she was just going to put it in her mouth. I'm proud that everybody did it. Like nobody really freaked out that much. Like no hesitation, but. I think at this point they're just like just, I just like put just it do in. it. You have to. You it. have to do it. There's only one each of us. Okay, just <laughs> tastes like I just ate a turd. And then Austin's like, or two. <laughs> Sorry, we're having. And Bear's like, that's next week, oh. ladies and gentlemen. Well, oh god, yeah, right. To just kind of go back just a little bit, I think that with the crevasse and the goat being in there, the only thing I can imagine why it wasn't a little more intense is that that was so dangerous. Like, actually getting in that thing could be potentially so dangerous that they could almost not make it as dangerous as they wanted to for the contestants. I see what you're saying. Like, if they really put that goat, like, down in there all the way where you had to really, like, go down, like, that's super dangerous. Sure. My my whole thing... I wouldn't have done it. (laughs) I wouldn't be like, nope. Jumping ahead a little bit to the survival challenge, just for a quick reference, I would have liked the survival challenge to kind of be where the food was. Yeah. And each and they had to guide them to get that rope, and maybe there was like a fourth of a deer carcass down there or something that they had to go and they attach the rope and get it and pull it up. That would have been a great food challenge because it would have been kind of dangerous, really cool looking, but at the same time not as difficult as putting Jeff in that one position and then I mean the survival challenge could have been more difficult because yeah. it just really didn't look that hard. Well the whole episode seemed to be about this crevasse thing. And the, the glacier fact, and the crevasse. Yeah, and the fact that that was really only a five minute you know little nothing in the show I feel like they built it up to be something huge and then it just really wasn't that big a deal. Mm-hmm. Like yes it was probably a scary situation it was a little dangerous but it wasn't something that they had to continuously face. Right. And it, it was it was a mandatory crevasse, and what I mean by that is they they talk this whole journey up, and it looks on the mountain that it's like a huge journey. 
you've got to be very careful walking across this glacier because there's lots of crevasses you can just fall right into. And they, that's the only one we see them come to, though. We didn't see them navigate around one because no. there's one in their way. We didn't see them have to help themselves over one. Literally was, hey, obstacle team, just go for a jolly joyride and walk them to the food team's part. That's, right? I, no, I yeah. agree. There was really no obstacle other than being chained together. That's and then true. one person slips and someone else slips. That sure, that could be challenging in, in a sense, but at the end of the day, and then he criticizes the obstacle and walking down a snow-capped mountainside. That sounds you know? so pretentious of us to say, where is I the know. obstacle in walking down a snow-capped mountainside? No, I, I did that just daily. Slide and slid my butt down. You would have pl- went Mama Donna, just sit on your butt and slide. <laughs> I would go on my stomach like a penguin and do this, you know, and just come on. But then he criticizes Jim and Austin. It's like, oh, you didn't put the biggest guy in back. Okay, well, I figure if one person falls in front, I think the five people behind him, or no, seven at this point, are enough to keep him from dragging yeah. everyone else down. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think putting one big guy in the back would have made much of a difference on that. Behalf. I think the big guy in the back made the most sense because if they slip, let's say Austin did go into what it, whatever he called, however he says it. I like when you say the crevasse, the crevasse, the crevasse. Um, if he had slipped in there, you have the anchor in the back. Mm-hmm. No, that's what Bear was criticizing. And then before. More, they, they didn't it do keeps that. more people from falling in. Whereas if like. You know, the weaklings are kind of in the front, and like four or five people could fall in before somebody else, I don't know, hooks it in. I understand, but I'm just saying with such a strong team, I mean, they have Chris, they have Jeff, they have Ryan, they have Lucky, or yeah, they have Lucky. I mean, there's not really much difference in how big they are. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's true. Jeff was struggling with his knees, though, on that yeah. ice. So I wouldn't so was I Jeff in the far back. I wouldn't have. Put I don't Jeff know where he was. I think he was second. Oh, I think that's. I think that's why he was saying. So no, Jeff smallest, was the one the in the smallest crevasse. person. I know, but no, Jeff, when they're roped together, oh, okay. was first, and then I think it was Jeff. So put the smallest person and the injured. I think that's person why he, the they front. interviewed him about that. It's weird. Yeah, they should have just. No, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I was going to say they should have just put Louie in front and then untied it. <laughs> Steven! Oh, that's so mean, I'm that's sorry. so mean. <laughs> it's just, it, Lucky and Louis' team were kind of unlikable this episode. And they're trying to paint them up a lot. But then, moving on to Shelter, I gotta say. <laughs> I gotta say. Okay. Have you heard of a bivouac? Do you know what that is? No. Do you know that snow is an insulator? I do know oh, that. Yeah. yeah. Bivouacking is, I'm, I might not even be pronouncing it right, but it's... You either take your sleeping bag or whatever. Usually they have pods because they're meant for doing that. Mm -hmm. But you pack the snow around you so your body heat heats up your sleeping bag and you're insulated. And then the wind doesn't get to you. That's basically the point of it. So putting rocks up from one direction. Yeah. (laughs) And you think – and my biggest problem with this is mostly Jim and Austin Mm. should have said something. Because so should have Ryan and Madeline because last week Ryan and Madeline got yelled at because they put uh, sticks or something up to try to block wind on one side, and it was crap. Well, I said I think Austin should have said something because he watches the show. He's seen all of Bear Grylls' shows. True. Yeah, so true. it's kind of obvious. Hey, Austin, I know that you're not shelter, but you guys might be freezing a little bit. In the I morning just if you don't say something. I feel like. With the shots that they did show, they were more on a rocky, you know, surface than snowy surface, if I remembered correctly. I mean, sure, there was snow scattered around, but maybe it wasn't deep enough to really fully get a body submerged under to 
for isolation. But they don't need to to get snow. Get snow. Yeah, that's that's the thing. They were. They had other people put the rocks up. Mm. They didn't themselves even That's sleep near true. the rocks. Who did put the rocks up? Ryan? Ryan put the rocks up yeah. just like they did last week. Yeah, it wasn't even, they didn't even do any of the hard work. They could have been taking trips back and forth for those 25 minutes while mm-hmm. they started the fire, getting snow, getting snow, getting snow. They have a huge bag that they could have used from the fire. Like the fire equipment mm-hmm. came in a bag. Use that. Fill it with snow. Bring it back. Fill it with snow. Bring I it back. I think they laid, they laid the emergency blanket on the bottom, which was a... Not a good decision, in my opinion. An emergency blanket is like foil, so it like it keeps you insulated and warm. Like that should have gone over the top. I feel like unless it was to prevent body heat from escaping. Depending, they had the they had the um, sleeping bag pads too. Oh, they had like a sleeping a sleeping mat. Hmm. I don't know. I and then a sleeping bag. I'm so disappointed that Lucky and Louie did not go home this week, just because of this. I mean, and I don't. I think they would have. I think they absolutely would have. And I think Bear was a little frustrated with it as well. Which is interesting because last week we decided that we didn't really think that Jim and Austin would have gone home for their mistake. Even though everyone's like, oh, they should have gone home. They should have gone home. We don't really, we all agreed that we didn't really think they would. Yeah. But now this week it's like, okay, you guys. Well, he even said, lucky, you got you lucky. Got lucky. Yeah. And I think that's very telling that they would have gone home had they not won the survival test. And to your point, though, like, why is he saying lucky? Lucky is the one who oh, did yeah, that survival that. test. That's true. I did say that. And I feel like every time that they do something that's like a little off, he blames Lucky. And it obviously he's he's the dad. He's, you know, older, a little bit wiser, knows a little bit more about the wilderness, but you can't just be on one person's butt the whole time. You know, you have to spread the spread the love a little yeah. bit. Look, I got to say Lucky did a good job with that survival challenge. He kicked butt. Louie didn't do crap. All right. Lucky, Chris and Jeff are all the way half up the mountain, and Lucky's just like Iron Manning this crap. Bump, 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 and it's up. Yeah. I mean, you got, Chris and Jeff, I mean, you got owned by this dude. Like, they, they did. <laughs> like, he was a machine at work, and yeah. that, I gotta hand it to Lucky on that one, but Louie, I mean, about time is what she says when they get to the top to win it. Yeah, that was. But I'm like, yeah, I mean, maybe you should have won the other survival challenges. It's not, it's not his fault. It's no one's fault except your own that you didn't win the other ones. I mean, I think that they definitely communicate well as a team for some, like they, the way that they, they talk, they can, they can like distinguish orders to each other mm-hmm. a little bit better than other teams. Maybe it's because they take the emotion out or something while they're doing it. But then again, they don't because they're being each other's cheerleaders. It's just, it's kind of a, yeah, it's kind of a weird um, dynamic. Dynamic, mm-hmm. and then they have these mushy, gushy moments, which are amazing. Like you know what Lucky said about his daughter at mm-hmm. the top of the mountain. That was, I mean, that was beautiful. I loved that. Lucky is a great dad, and he's an amazing man for doing all these things. I just, I don't. I'm just gonna stop Say talking. It. Say it, Cannon. <laughs> Say it. I like Lucky. Okay. <laughs> Don't worry, we can be political tonight. Um, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We, I like all. The, I mean, I like a lot of the people in the show. There's no one who's really dislikable, Mm-mm. if that makes sense to you, except for at times Louie, But that's not really a personal thing. It's more of just from a standpoint of the competition in the show. Yeah. And Kyle and Rice, uh, they're not on the show anymore, so we can't. Really <laughs> no, but they were actually. I mean. It was Kyle we talked to last yeah. week, mm-hmm. and he was he was actually nice to talk to and everything on the show and talk about the experience. But moving on to – so we've covered shelter. We've covered a little bit of um, food, but let's go to fire. fire. 
Yeah. Okay. So, just in case anyone forgot, <laughs> Journey 2, me and my mom and Robin and Wilson were on fire, and we were given those stupid hexamon cubes, and all we were told is, hey, light the wrapper. Just light the wrapper. And it says right there on the thing, light the wrapper. So, we tried for about a freaking hour to light the stupid thing, and then we had to ask Jeff to come over, and, you know, we got a little bit reamed for that. But, again, for that to happen again, for everyone to know that we had an issue with that and to just let it happen again i was like what duh like we did realize when we let when we lit the fire on journey 2 that the um the smaller blocks that we had on top of the cubes were just open they were just little circles and they were just the stuff without the wrapper those lit on fire instantly so like what bear said at bear's camp like it's journey 7 you guys should like no don't just like do the same thing over and over and over again when it's not working. Let's put them in a little square and see if it works that way. Yeah, let's both get on it and try to do it at the same time and, like, make more sparks happen. We tried that on Journey 2. We had Jeff and Wilson and, like, me. Everybody was trying to do the sparks over and over and over again. It doesn't work. You have to improvise. So I get it. Like, they should they should have known. All of, all of the above people involved in that should have known to do something different. I agree. Journey 7. Journey 7. <laughs> Are you kidding me? 25 minutes. It took me 11 seconds. It's like, That's thanks. <laughs> thanks for the input, Bear. We really feel say, great. I have to say, it probably took us a little more than 25 minutes on Journey 2, but maybe it wasn't that big of a deal at that point. But when you're on top of a snowy mountain and it's getting dark, it's pretty Make some fire. <laughs> but they do end up making the fire eventually. I think one of them probably just ended up ripping open and they discovered that, oh my God, you're supposed to light yeah. what's inside. What did they end up lighting? It looked like a piece of meat or something. Well, it was like... Oh, when black. They, yeah. Maybe uh, it was like a stick or something. I don't know where you would find a stick, but or a piece of cloth or something. I don't know. I was just thinking of what Bear was doing. <laughs> what? Like when he it like was ground up, the, the block was Yeah. Like, that's, that's what I not what you were he, referring oh, to. Oh, no, no, no. When they actually lit the fire uh, oh, on okay. the mountain, they had like this little black piece of something that they lit. I didn't know what it was. Maybe it was another kind of hex the thing, whatever. I don't, maybe they had emergency um, flint... Whatever the, the the charcoal paper or something. Hmm. I don't know. Which it was what they did last week. It right? was something that caught fire. And yeah, they got right. A fire, and they got a fire started. And they made these little disc grill from rocks. Looked like something you could buy in World Market. Hi, get these like rock grills. Like the fire <laughs> underneath it. But apparently, it tasted good. It looked delicious. Looks, looks pretty good. I think if I was on top of a snowy mountain and I had some warm goat meat, I'd be all up on it. Yeah, that. I mean, yeah, that's the way to do it. There's a lot of goat meat. There I is. would have laughed when Bear pulled out those bags. I'm like, <laughs> right? I, don't I probably need would have to passed this today because I got a whole goat to eat. Thank you, though, Bear. I appreciate you looking out for me. I will pass. Here, Bear, let me let me <laughs> attach this to bug. you and have it like bite him. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like I don't need this bug. Look at this. We got a goat. So I don't know. It's judging the teams. Let's say Shelter did. I'd give him a two out of ten. Right. Uh, if that food. I mean, they got the food. They carried. I don't the food. think the food team had any issues. I mean, other than yeah. Jeff having some trouble in the crevasse, it, they did their they did their job. They created sure. the. Uh, they were on it with the skinning of the goat and everything. They created the stretcher. Yeah. Made it easy for everyone. Yeah, that which, was a weird place of contention. Like I don't understand whose idea it was to mm-mm. make this stretcher and who was against it and why. And but I loved what Madeline said. Oh, I think it was around that time when she was like. You know, um, why do we decide now? Helen, I put up my notes. Holler if you need me. Ryan will help. <laughs> that was actually really funny. I have to say, 
Let me know if you need any help. Ryan will help. Hashtag come on, Cannon. Like go through any house. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I think that I think that's kind of a trend, to be honest. Well, not anymore. Well. After right. tonight. Um, right. See, I'd give food team. I mean, not a perfect score. Eight out of ten. I mean, good good yeah. job. They did everything they were supposed to. But I mean, I mean would, you, would you have stopped and made a stretcher? Or would no. you have kept dragging the thing? It depends. I don't know how hard it was for them. If it yeah. was really being difficult and I could tell that maybe it was, especially with something heavy and only having two points of carrying, mm-hmm. might get a little difficult. I think the stretcher was more to keep it flat and above the ground further yeah. so it wasn't weighing down as heavy. I agree. And even it out. So and it really, to be honest, the stretcher does not take that long to make. Yeah. If you know how to make it, which we were taught, you, it's it's not. It doesn't take that long. Is it just two ropes with the ropes intertwining to hold the weight? No, it's one rope. And it's like a big, you have to do uh, 12 loops or 12 rungs down. And then you take the end of the, you have to leave slack at the end. And then there's a certain type of knot that you ro- wrap around one side. And then the rope comes around the other side. You do the same knot on the other side and you make 12 rungs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's like a, another knot that you tie at the end and you pull the rope through and then it makes a stretcher. Nice. So could you do it right now if we gave you a rope? I could try. <laughs> <laughs> Bring out the rope. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I could try. I could try. Okay. So, I mean, they did, they did a good job. Well, here's the, only- the other thing about food. The... I don't know if it was Louie or somebody was making a, a comment about Jeff uh, having some trouble helping carry the goat. And everybody's like, we got to do this fast. We got to do this fast. Well, two things. The only option for Jeff at that point is, number one, I'm on the food team. I have to carry this goat and do my task or I'm going home. Mm-hmm. If I ask for help, I'm out. And then everybody else is going to say, well, why didn't you just ask for help? And then it's like, well, because if I ask you for help and you help me, you're going to backstab me later and tell Bear that I needed help. So there's really uh, no win situation yep. in that and I think that I think that's what his mindset was too, going into the crevasse to get the goat. I mean, I think Chris should have gone. That's obvious. Yeah. Everybody thinks that that should have happened. Uh, but I think that's the mentality of everybody now is like, hell no, I cannot ask for help, or I am done. Yeah. Well, you started to see that more and more as the team started leaving. Uh, it became more cutthroat. And I remember in the, our first after show, I was like, the only thing that I feel like with this show is there's, there's no backstabbing and there <laughs> should be because that's how you play the game. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, it is a game. Like, you're playing for money. Yeah. And of course, once start, you know, teams start leaving. But it's funny. This show is kind of, it's weird because it, even though it's starting to pick up just a little bit, that competition element is a little bit removed from the situation. I don't know if it's just because literally it's such an intense survival situation that you have to kind of bond with everybody you're around and you have to kind of support everybody and you don't really know unless it's just your task. You don't know what was right, what was wrong. You know, was it good that someone helped or was it bad? And so it's gotten to a point where now they know they can judge it a little more, but it's such a big group unit that has to move and get through this stuff rather than just individual teams seeing who can do it better. Sure. You know? So it's it's a strange thing for me to watch and being there and seeing how, you know, the dynamics of the group worked and that really none of us felt like there was any backstabbing going on, like zero. Hmm. It, because it wasn't an outward thing. Nobody got into a fight, really. I mean, like, r- my mom and Wilson got in a fight right at the beginning. Like, little people had some conflicts, but it wasn't, like, this battle of teams. Right. 
And I think that's interesting. I wonder if it'll be like that in the next seasons or if people will realize now how much it actually is a competition Mm -hmm. rather than like a heartfelt journey of monks kin. Let's hold hands and gather (laughs) firewood. Exactly. Which is what we were all kind of hoping for. I think when we went into it, we wanted that camaraderie and we almost forgot the competition element. I mean, I've said before, the money was not in anybody's mind. Maybe now that it's down to, you know, three people, it will be. But when there was 20 people there, there was, the money was just like a freaking hassle, you yeah. know, to carry that money. It was like, I don't even want this stupid money. You know, you were so focused on what was in front of you. You didn't care. And now it's getting more intense. But I just find that whole dynamic very interesting. I mean, if you want that kind of reality show, I think it'd be great to have just here's like a crashed plane. You have 20 people that they put on this place and they have to survive for a month. And that's the show. And then. America decides who wins. I think that'd be crazy. And then everyone can have their feel-good moments of, oh, I'm going to get firewood with you. <laughs> but this is not that show. This is more... <laughs> this is not that show. This is not. If you're so... expecting that, if you're expecting that to be the terms of getting out alive, it's, yeah, it's not that. a different show. Yeah. Bear is the judge, jury, and executioner in this show, and he did not believe that Ryan and Madeline would get out alive this tonight. Do you think that that story made sense? this episode like do you think they made it very evident why or do you think i personally think ryan took a little bit of the mama donna train out he pretty much like was like i'm like i'm done well, I, also, I felt his whole like just fight just go away he's like i'm just done i was just kind of annoyed i was kind of sick of madeline done with her with not doing anything and complaining a lot I honestly think Bear went into this wanting to get rid of Lucky and Louie. I of think course. his mind had oh, already sure. been made up before he, you know, you know, before he knew that they won the survival test. When they won, he probably was like, "Oh shoot," you know. I I feel like they were meant to go home this episode, but forces of the game decided to keep him in longer, and I he think had it, to choose somebody. I think it would have been great and stirred up a lot of publicity for the show if Bear just said. I know you won the survival challenge. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh, even though last week she was the one that said, I know they won the challenge. Wasn't Yeah, it, she was the one that called Jim and yeah. Austin out last week saying that they should have gone home. So that amazing. Been great. I know you it, won the challenge, but I am the you ruler. would not get out alive. Oh You're, still <laughs> You're still gone. You're still going home. Been great television. Right? We poisoned your food. You would not get out alive. <laughs> You're not getting out alive. But I think the reason why Ryan just kind of had this defeated attitude is that I feel like when you're sitting there, okay, Lucky and Louie have the, the immunity this round. Awesome. They would have gone home. Then you're sitting next to Jeff and Chris and Jim and Austin, two teams that Bear has really kind of idolized and has has done nothing but be their cheerleader. I mean, he's everyone's cheerleader, but okay. especially at Bear's camp, it seems like he sings praises for those two teams. I feel like Ryan kind of was like, well, I know we're going. I just think, I think it's unfortunate because Bear loves Ryan. I mean, yeah, there was like a couple moments where I think Ryan may have disappointed Bear when he, you know, didn't have Robin and Wilson, uh, you know, when they were kind of struggling in the water. But, I mean, he called Bear, I mean, he called Ryan, you know, Rambo. And like, he was like the Superman of the show. And I just think maybe Bear was a little disappointed to just see his kind of effort and, and, attitude just fade just kind of drain out of him especially when they get so much meat like that's a that's yeah something to bring you up and but i, I but, feel like I, I commend ryan for that though honestly because if there's two teams that i mean at the end of the day you do form relationships with these people it's a crazy situation to not you know 
I think out of all a connection, but I just feel like why throw yourself throw other people under the bus mm-hmm. when you kind of already know you're going home. You don't want to look like an ass on TV. Out of those three teams, they were the ones that des- that deserved to go home just for the fact that I've seen Jim and Austin put in equal effort and rock things down. Austin drank urine the first day. I mean, that's there you go. And then on Jeff and Chris's behalf, like I've seen them push through the hardest stuff ever mm-hmm. just to get to where they are. I've seen them on the block for being chopped, and they got out of it because they want to be there. They yeah, want they want to. It. And like just like Jeff said, it's like I know that it wasn't the best choice for me to go down in that crevasse to get the deer, but I wanted to prove to myself that I could do it. And it's like, okay, well, you want to be here. This You're here because you want to know that you can survive in this kind of wilderness. Mm-hmm. Madeline and Ryan, however, Ryan seemed like he definitely was a strong competitor the whole season. Madeline, however, just every episode there was just one other thing that just really wasn't flowing it wasn't it wasn't get out alive with bear grills it was it was ryan will get out alive and ryan will drag Everybody madeline out them. alive if he needs to <laughs> that's a really good way of putting yeah. it though yeah it is out of she, the three I teams i thought it was funny though that her attitude kind of like perked up mm-hmm. when his was not like it was funny how usually ryan was like the strong one and she was just like hey i'm here and then today it was like ryan's just like over it and madeline's like i don't to go home and like you know we did really good and she looked like happy to be there and like she wanted to be there i don't know it was it was very interesting to see how those like that, that whole dynamic changed smiles don't burn calories but frowns do right apparently, You're going home. <laughs> apparently right <laughs> and if you like to smile you should definitely go on over to itunes and type in after buzz get out alive it will make you smile i know now it's hot in here it's getting a little hot in here and you should give us a comment leave us a little comment on our itunes page for this podcast rate us five stars tell us why you love us Tell us why you love all of us and tell us why you follow us on Twitter here <laughs> at After Buzz. Tell us why you follow us. Tell us why you follow us. We need to know. <laughs> and while you're there, you can check out all of our other great After Buzz TV after shows as well as a ho- head over to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our brand newly modified website. We've taken in all your comments and uh, what is that word that I'm looking for? Whatever. We've taken on all your information. How about informa- take a breath? Suggestions and opinions. There you go. Or- Suggestions and opinions. Go. We've taken all your input. <laughs> your input. Your input. Your and we cents. have made the AfterBuzz site of your dreams. So please go on over to AfterBuzzTV.com. Check out our guest page, our host page for host bios. And I will take a breath real quick. And all of the shows that we have previously done in our time here at AfterBuzz TV. See how nice that is? Uh, it just calms you down. Namaste. Whatever. Hell no. No. (laughs) So thank you again. Go to iTunes and let's get back to our scheduled programming. (laughs) (laughs) And if you need a new announcer on your latest commercial, (laughs) please talk to Stephen Lemieux. At Steve Lemieux, yes. Oh Thank my you gosh. on Twitter. Okay, so... Okay, I'm trying to look through my notes so to I've figure been, out what we have in it. I've been avoiding this for a while now because I didn't really want to make the reference, but okay. it finally came up tonight, the bathroom situation on this show, and the fact that... Okay, this is going to sound like a corny joke, but honestly, mm-hmm. they gave them Mexican food and then gave them toilet paper. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I, I couldn't... Oh my gosh, you're right. <laughs> you're right. I didn't think about that. I couldn't not point well, that out. I'm I have sorry. to be real. It's necessary. Like, those two are definitely friends. Mexican food paper. Like, it's, I, I, I. Like it's necessary, right? From Walmart, no less. 
Oh my gosh, those little plugs are too much. Um, I know, no, but that's right. funny. But I can't imagine. Oh my gosh, oh, I wouldn't want Mexican. I mean, it's not. It would sound good, but <laughs> of all things, but they give them. They give everyone else such temperate food, like okay, burgers, you know, steaks, things that are normal. Here, have these peppers and onions and fajitas. And <laughs> would you feel like that'd be the beans. last thing you want? No, you're well, that was beans already. That's true. I wouldn't have wanted the refried beans, but definitely I was craving like chips and salsa and guacamole, like nobody's business. Oh, like me guacamole. and my mom. Um, that's the first thing that when we got to finally be somewhere where we chose what we were supposed to eat, that's the first thing we wanted was Mexican food. Really? Yes. It was because it's salty. It's spicy. There's flavor. Like when you're eating like dirt and beans and bugs, it's just like the flavor. Your taste buds are like, ooh, what is going on? And then you put like guacamole and some spicy salsa and your like world has changed. There is just something to say about a big plate of all your Mexican food mixed right? together with sour cream and guacamole. Why is it just, just so good? My little brother just stirs it up in a pot. <laughs> exactly. And you chips and you just... Mm. You just dip it. Oh, and you just gosh. eat it. No, Guys, we're getting Mexican good. food out here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was off topic. But still, like... Uh, I, I wouldn't want Mexican food in this situation. No. You're safe from elimination for the next... For tonight. So you're going to have to spend the next three days after in eating this. Yeah. Do they get to... Do they get to take away the things from the P&G box with them? That, that was actually a quite... I, I wondered that. Like, if she got to take it... And like, like, what if she didn't have to use the bathroom right then? That would suck, right? Or did she get to take it with her in the next journey or something? Well, you can't exactly waterproof toilet paper. We should tweet her. We'll tweet her and ask. And ask if she took it with her on the next journey, or if she had to use it immediately. Like you either go, you either go right now, or you don't get to use it. I thought I, I think it would have been so funny if it was like single ply, like the stuff you find in like the public Um. restrooms. Like they didn't even get her like Cottonelle or anything. It was Charmin, duh. Walmart, hey. <laughs> okay, but yeah, sorry, I had to point that out. And then they don't even get the call home. Everyone else That's gets true. like everyone else gets all of the rewards up until then. The shampoo, the the yeah. What Listerine. made last week so unique that it had to be the Skype? Then? I feel like every every reality show has one of those moments. But it, I, I figured just, that you would classic. get it every time. For like from now on, that was part of the. The bot, like mm. part of the prize. yeah, I thought so, but then because I thought they were going to open, it, it was like my favorite thing in the world. And I see toilet paper, and I'm like, oh, it's not a laptop, sucker. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, that, that they they probably got a little gypped. I'm sure that that's what they wanted. It was probably but. Jim and Austin had the laptop, and like, yeah, nobody else can have it. Snapped, snapped it, over it there. in half. <laughs> Thanks, Walmart. I'm just gonna <laughs> break your computer. <laughs> Screw you. I probably would have traded the food in for that for the Skype home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at that point. Especially when you're in the final stretch, I would want some encouragement from family. Well, and they just had goat. So, I mean, yeah. it, it's kind of like, okay. Oh, I was like, where are you it's going like with that? Have, it's like you're going to have a huge feast in a few days when you're done on your last journey. So it's That's like, true. At this point, they really don't have that many days left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I they would, just had a good protein-rich meal. Like, it wasn't that, like, it wasn't that needed to have that, that feast pit. Right, which yeah. is funny. They didn't really show them really feasting on the food as much. No, they it was didn't. more the toilet paper and the hot tub bathing, you know? Of course. Was anyone on the show a vegetarian? Oh. Yeah, Kyle. Kyle. That's right. Okay, that's right. Yeah, and they didn't get... Oh, they had stuff to eat, I'm sure, at the feast bit, but... Uh-oh. What? She, we have news. Breaking news. She could not take the toilet paper with her. <laughs> oh, my. She had to go right then. <laughs> this is from Jeff, though, not Louie. Okay. <laughs> If Lou was watching right now, I'd be like, oh, she hates me so much right now after everything I've said. That stinks. That stinks. Man. 
I would have been bummed out. I would have stuffed that stuff in my bra, like it's just put it in my hair, like my ears, my underwear, like just stuff that just shit a little everywhere. Extra something, yeah. Just steal it. Just take it with you. Just like wrap your torso in it. Yes. Like- <laughs> take like mummy bandage yourself. You gotta, you gotta smuggle it somehow. You gotta keep it. So we've gone over that. Let's go into the survival challenge, which we dropped on a little bit, but just like talk about what it is. It was basically. Hey, jump down a cliff, attach a rope, climb up the cliff, pull up the rope. Yeah, I mean, we talked about how it should have been a little bit, it could have been a little bit more exciting, a little different. To me, it seemed very simple. Uh, A simple task to execute. Like, yes, you have to be taught how to do it, but it seemed very, like, do this, put the rope here, and you pull this. Right. Like, very simple. The fact that everybody had such a hard time with it is hard for me to believe. It should have been three bags. Oh, yeah, something. The competition was seriously... Done. Like weighted down bags. Like every every bag is a different it should, amount of weight. It should have been coordinate to attach it, get up, and then you both have to pull on it. But I feel like every challenge has been more really geared around a survival test, like building a slingshot or that wasn't building really sure. a raft. But I mean, like survival skills. Like if you need to like build something, you know, you're building a slingshot for hunting purposes later on. If you were really stuck in these situations, this was just. Ropes. Well, why didn't... Okay, so they should have done the thing where um, you build, like, the ice hut to make yourself warm, right? That's what Bear does in all his... In his shows when he's on snow. He builds, like, a, an igloo almost, mm-hmm. and then you sleep inside of it. And he got on to Lucky for not using snow to keep warm. Like, to me, that would have been a more useful survival test. Like building an igloo. Yeah. Like building some sort of igloo. This did remind me slightly of the Bear Grylls with Will Ferrell, if you guys watched that at all. Uh-uh. There was actually a scene in that mm-hmm. where um, they were walking on an edge, and the whole edge collapsed. And it ends up with either Will or, or, or Bear hanging by a thread, and one uh-huh. of them is holding them. And it was completely unscripted. Uh-huh. And it's probably one of the greatest clips I've ever seen from the Bear Show, because Will Ferrell's like... Like cursing at the store, like, bit, bit. What, do, what do I do? What do I do? Uh, am I gonna die? <laughs> great thing, but that would have been a great thing too to have them. Okay, you have to support the weight of your of your partner. You have to figure out a way. Your partner, you have to choose which one of you is going to do it, and you have to fall backwards and let the full weight of you land on your partner, and they have to pull you up. That would have been a survival thing. You have to be able to pull someone up who has fallen out of a belay. Yeah, great. That's true. And then the, this whole thing was about that. It was about having the weight in the back to be able to pull people out of the crevasse. And using some certain specific type of pulley to take, to take the weight off to make it, you know, feel like less weight. Yeah, but this felt, makes sense. Or those bags should have it, had, like, supplies or something for them. It may just not have looked as exciting or technical as it was. Like, it may have been more technical than we can see. And probably most of the tests are. <laughs> you know, I mean, even building a slingshot, the way that they told us to build it, was really complicated. Like, yes, building a slingshot is not complicated, but when you've been told to do it one way, you probably, you know, you confuse yourself because you want to do it so perfect, and maybe that's why they had a snake's wedding of ropes. Oh. <laughs> so weird. Your survival challenge this week is to break these logs with your knees. <laughs> what? Jeff. Have fun with this one. Oh, oh <laughs> come on. I mean, this thing seemed like it would have been fairly difficult for Jeff as well if he was the one belaying down. Because climbing oh, up course. again, it's it's again, just sets him back. So I'm wondering how he's going to fare next week 
with jumping out of the plane again, having to, or the air, the helicopter. Potentially hitting rocks in that river. Yeah, Ooh. I mean, his knee has been a problem this whole season. So it's going to be interesting to see how he can deal with it in the final journey. Well, we'll have to talk to him next week about it. Maybe. Um, did we hit everything in the episode? I feel like we probably did. Absolutely. I feel like we're pulling teeth at this point. Yeah, yeah. we are pulling. We're pulling. We talked about we're, Mexican we're, food and exactly. toilet paper for five minutes. We're pulling crowns. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, so we have some more inside scoop. Jeff apparently lost a crown tooth on the episode. <laughs> Part of his pain problems apparently came from that. So I think a lot more stuff, a lot more stuff goes down than what we see, obviously. I mean, I, I'm a living example of that. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen next week. I've, I've been pretty, I've been pretty solid with, with feeling like I knew what was coming next until this point. Like, I really don't know out of these three teams who is going to take the cake. I definitely don't think Lucky or Louie. So my official, my official review of this episode, Lucky and Louie should have gone home. Uh, Ryan and Madeline did. Womp womp. Let's get into predictions. (laughs) No more Alabama. Okay, bye. And now, your After Buzz TV (laughs) predictions. Just keeping it real. Just keeping it real. Got the After Buzz studio. I mean, they would have had a parting gift of toilet paper. I mean. Oh, they got some toilet paper when they got back to their hotel room. Believe me. I believe that. Believe that. I don't know what that is. The show going to a lid. All right, cool. So, prediction. Nothing. Don't worry about it. Predictions. Let's talk about who you think will win, who you think will not, and why. Mm. Oh. Do I go first? Yes, because I'm. Stuck. I'm looking at both of you, so okay, I don't really I'll care go which first. one. Uh, I definitely don't think Lucky or Louie. I, I don't think they've been consistent enough since the very beginning, and that they don't really emerge as like a strong contender to win the half million dollars, especially with what Bear said in this past Bears camp with how Lucky got lucky this week. I just, I think his mind was made up. I think he really wanted to send them home this episode, so I think that's very telling. So I doubt they'll win. But question. Like, I, I have a hard time with the fact that I'm not sure how Bear makes his decisions because he says he doesn't base it on anything except that challenge. Mm. Right? He doesn't really, like, take record or hold Good grudges point. or whatever. But then again, I feel like things have happened in the past that are almost not for – you can't forget about it. So it has to play into when he makes his decision. But – what if they rock it next week? Like, what if they, they just... easily could come out of nowhere? Maybe but they... That, but is that fair? Like, you know, like, do you think that's fair? That, like, just based on that next journey? No, I think the I think the finale is going to be a consistent based on everything that you've done to get from point A to point B. The very starting line to the very finish line. In my mind, that is how you can determine if someone gets out alive. It's everything that they've overcome from start to finish. And that's why I don't think Lucky... I mean, maybe they will from editing. Maybe they'll they'll merge next week because it seems like Jim and Austin and Jeff and Chris have kind of gotten some airtime the last few weeks. And maybe now it's final hurrah, Lucky Louie take the cake. But I don't know. I, I don't think they're going to win. I think at the end of the day, people want Jeff and Chris to win. I think they're definitely a desirable team to win, especially with the knee. Um, you want to root for them. You want them to succeed. But I, I felt like from the very beginning, this is just the competition that was made for Jim and Austin to win and take all the way. And I'd be very surprised if they didn't win. I think they came into the competition with a wealth of knowledge. They've studied Bear. They've studied his episodes, what he's done to get out alive. And, you know, I I think that's going to come to help them at the end. I think Jim and Austin are going to win. Okay. 
My only contention with, with the Jim and Austin prediction to win is that Bear said from the beginning that this was not a strong man's competition, and it wasn't a competition to see who had the most knowledge. It was to see who learned the most, who listened the most, and who applied what they were told, and mm-hmm. who kept the best attitude. Like he, because it, it's boring to watch a bunch of Boy Scouts do what he does. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not the point is these are real people doing things that they would never normally do and are trying to learn and grow from what they're being taught. So if he if Bear doesn't feel like they've grown enough or matured in what they've learned and how they've applied it, then I think he may hold that against he may hold it against them. Hmm, um, just because again, sometimes the audience may not want somebody who's a bear who idolizes Bear to win because that's not the point. You know, there's tons of people around the world that idolize Bear. They could have easily had a competition of people who love Bear Grylls. They didn't. They took a competition of people who some of us didn't even really know who he was. Like, knew who he was, but didn't really know a whole lot. So that's my only, like, maybe could happen with Jim and Austin. I still think that they probably should win. They've won the most survival tests. They have executed things a lot better than some other teams. Um, And they just... They want it. You know, they want it. They've been in it. They've had a pretty good attitude. I've seen a little bit of Austin's attitude come out um, and a little bit of arrogance maybe in the fact that maybe he feels like he's little little bear. <laughs> um, I, I, hope, I hope Jeff and Chris take it. But I don't know. Well, <laughs> my prediction is that you're not going to like it and I don't like it either. Lucky and Louie are going to win. Um, just for the fact that to get a second season, they're going to push the fact that the unlikely winner can win. And it's going to be the heartwarming story of a father and daughter who wins the show and gets through all obstacles together. Mm-hmm. And that's why they've been pushing that story since the beginning. They've really been pushing their dynamic. That's father-daughter. Like, yeah, they did this episode. Especially this episode. Um, I really think Chris and Jeff, I think, I think Jeff's going to get injured next episode and I think he's going to be taken out. And it's going to be between Lucky Louie, Jim, and Austin. And I think they're not going to give it to Jim and Austin. I just don't think... I just think for selling a show-wise, like from a production standpoint, it makes more sense to give it to Lucky and Louie than it does to give them to Jim and Austin. Yeah. Well, and two, it's a girl. There's only one girl left. Exactly. I think you're making some good points. And Chris and Jeff, I just don't see with this... This was technically an easy easy challenge like this whole day it was technically easy and jeff still a lot of stuff was going going wrong and this is another day with that missing crown this is another day that his knee is going to be killing him it's true there's there's something to be said that long-standing injuries suffer from things like arthritis things like that and especially when you're out in the cold it's not very good for that and this last challenge sleeping in the cold thanks to lucky and louie will probably put Jeff in a very bad place yeah. for the next episode. And I don't see them having to choose between three teams. I think they plan it in a way for to two. have it be two teams in the end. Maybe they'll do a cut halfway through and then yeah. final two battle. Jim and Austin will probably mess up something fierce. And, yeah, I can. I, I only see Lucky and Louie taking it. I Now that you say all that, I, I couldn't agree more. I think Jim and Austin are the obvious That's choice. what nobody wants to say. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it's what nobody wants to say. Because but cri- it's more complicated. It's more complicated to, to, view, go into that. to go into that than it is to just be like, oh. But Jim Chris and, and Jeff are like two buff guys exactly. who are on this show. 
okay, so who won Get Out Alive with Bear Girls? Oh, of course it's the two buff guys. Yeah. But I well, could I, I could see their arc maybe just because in the first buff. episode. <laughs> well, it, from the first episode where they made the biggest mistake and yeah. could have gone home there mm-hmm. and winning in the end, I could see that as well, but it doesn't make as much sense as letting Louie and Lucky win. But who's sure. Bear going to have the most trouble sending home? Like Jim and Austin. He's emotionally attached to Jim and Austin and Jeff and Chris at this point. Or at least Jeff. He's emotionally attached to those two teams. It's going to be so hard to let them not win. But yeah. maybe that's why he has to let the one team he's not emotionally tied to win. Hey. Exactly. So Take all emotion out. That's so it. are we all picking so a different team, it seems like? <laughs> I mean, I could go for some outro music, but yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I think I think that's it. I'm looking forward to next episode to yeah, actually definitely. see what we think. Um, we've been waiting for it. This is everything we've done so far. It's like next week we're ready. I think yeah. we have to just get through this week. <laughs> and Lucky and Louie can buy a lot of toilet paper with that half a million. No just saying, maybe they can buy like a little golden flower for her hair. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Twenty-four anyway. karat gold, right? That'd be a lucky thing to get. I was hoping Phil would play like we're up all night to get lucky. Uh, oh we, gosh! Anyway, maybe I if they Steve, win. I am Stephen Lemieux. Thank you for joining us. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux, or join us for the Dexter Graceland or Twisted After Show. Twisted season finale is coming up soon, and you can also catch me here at Get Alive next week, as well as our co-hosts here. I'm James Wallington. You can find me on Twitter at James Wallington, on Instagram at Mr. Mr. James Wally, and make sure to tune into Capture on the CW tomorrow night, Tuesday at nine o'clock, to see if I live to see another day. Do you? We'll find out. Hey guys, you can follow me at Canton Bliss. Thank you so much for tuning in to this point on Get Out Alive with Bear Girls. So happy to have you guys as our audience. Let us know what you think about the show. Rate us on iTunes. We want to know. Um, but just thank you for your support on our show. And we'll see you next week for the season finale. All right. Shout out to Mama Donna. Peace, guys. <laughs> From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 